Tulsi Gabbard announces via her new podcast that she is leaving the Democratic Party. Tucker Carlson doesn't air everything that Kanye West happened to say in their interview. And Max Lucado seemingly affirms Glenn Beck as a Holy Spirit-filled brother despite his Mormonism. As we take a look at how compromising core tenets of the gospel leads to a major error. Stay with us as we look at these and other stories on the 511 News. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be looking at a number of different, I would say most people think Republican, I guess, newly Republican uh, mouthpieces for the party or conservatism or certain conservative ideas. And as we take a look at this, we're going to show not only how this can be a dangerous idea when it comes to compromise in your core values of what you believe, but also how certain pastors have compromised in even the facts concerning some people's salvation and even the born-again experience. But let's just go through a little list here of different, I guess you would say, mouthpieces that people have thought are maybe on their side concerning certain concerning certain ideas. And one of them has to be Joe Rogan. Uh, during the pandemic, Joe Rogan was popularized in many conservative circles because a lot of Christians said, hey, this uh, this guy's speaking for me. You know, they, they CNN, they even altered a video. They made him look ridiculous. They called Ivermectin a, a horse, you know, whatever, a horse dewormer and all this stuff. And he's on our side and he cares about free speech and he's one of us. Uh, The problem is he hates the God of the Bible. He hates the Bible itself and mocks Christians for believing it. And even more and more recently, some of the things that he has said, uh, equating Jesus to simply being a mushroom from absolutely some of the most ridiculous writings that would say such a thing, to the point where I've watched apologetic videos where Christian apologists are having to answer whether or not Jesus was simply a mushroom because of really dumb takes that people have. And of course, when somebody loves taking drugs, then guess what? They are going to also try to figure out ways that drugs anachronistically can be put into anything that they want to believe. And that's exactly what happens with him and others. And for Christians, I hope uh, we recognize the egg in the face of so many that want to champion people that just so happen to agree with them on one specific issue. And most recently, Kanye West is back in the news. A lot of people uh, from the Christian perspective were so excited by seeing points of the Kanye West interview with Tucker Carlson, where he talked about abortion and the fact that babies are being murdered in the womb. And a lot of people were really, really excited at the fact that he was bringing this to the forefront. And a lot of people are going to say, see it and say, yes, we recognize, wow, that God hates this. This is horrible. And not only did this happen originally with Kanye when he first made his Jesus is King album and was going to a church right here, uh, Placerita Bible College, for a very short time um, with Pastor Adam Tyson, I believe is his name, not too far from the Master Seminary. In fact, it's on the same street. And a lot of people were really excited about that. 
And then the next thing you know, Kanye was doing some weird stuff. And then he was even helping produce music with the disgusting and gross Lil Nas X, who makes songs where they he gives lap dances to Satan as he goes down a pole and has different shoes that, I, I mean, there's so much to go on about that. But even in this most recent statement by Kanye, you can hear him in this interview where he actually is espousing a doctrine that we warned he was getting close and near to not too long ago when he was sitting down smoking weed while doing interviews, and that is the doctrines from the black Hebrew Israelites. Because Kanye West, in the interview right here, that was not aired by Tucker Carlson and was actually leaked, here he is espousing such nonsense. Planned Parenthood was made by Margaret Sanger, a known eugenics with the KKK, to control the Jew population. When I say Jew, I mean the 12 lost tribes of Judah, the blood of Christ, who the race, the people known as the race black, really are. This is who our people are, the blood of Christ. Once again, he's getting deeper into the theology of what they would call Hebrew Israelites. And in the link on the description here, for those who are not aware of some of the false doctrines and false teaching of the Hebrew Israelites, we did an entire interview with apologist Vocab Malone, which we will put in the description here because we don't have enough time to go through that on this episode. But just know It is a very dangerous doctrine. It is a false doctrine. It's bad historically. It's bad biblically. And ultimately, it is an affront on the truth of the scriptures. So that is a dangerous thing that Kanye now, it looks like he's full-fledged into. And there's a reason not only did Tucker Carlson not air this, but uh, apparently he even sat down with LeBron James and might have espoused something very similar there because LeBron James has decided not to air the interview as well. And when we look down this train here, we also see the compromising, and this is from different conservative ideas. A lot of people really excited about Kanye. A lot of people were really excited about Joe Rogan. A lot of people were really excited about Aaron Rodgers, who was out there doing ayahuasca and all the craziness and so forth, because people were mad at him for not getting the vaccine, so he must be on our side. And then we go down to a guy like Max Lucado. Now, Max Lucado, for most people, would say, hey, wait, Max Lucado is out there repenting for coming against homosexuality in earlier sermons and and so forth. How is he part of the conservative side of things? Well, he was just recently on Glenn Beck. And on Glenn Beck's show, as they were discussing whether or how to pray, one of the things that Max Lucado goes into is the fact that we as believers, with the Holy Spirit inside of us, when we pray, it's the Holy Spirit that gives us utterance as to how to pray. And he names both Max and Glenn with the Holy Spirit inside of us and apparently affirms a practicing Mormon as a brother in Christ. And guys, I'm pointing all these levels of ecumenism out because it seems that this is the popular way to go. When people get involved in the political realm, what happens is the arms go open so wide that they accept just anything that's coming along the way as long as they agree with them in some portion or in some way. Maybe 
They're really, really adamant about free speech. So now you're on our side, even though you're a practicing homosexual. What on earth is anyone conserving in the conservative party when guys like Charlie Kirk take pictures with drag queens and are excited about it? What on earth are you conserving when spokesmen for your movement are gay men who adopt children? This is absolutely positively. I want nothing to do with whatever you're conserving because it's not the core values of the Christian church and I don't want anything to do with it. And so we see this and we see the dangers of this idea of taking the very minute agreement you might have with somebody and then being like, yes, they're on our side, like Dave Rubin, right? He's on our side and and all of this. And guys, it is dangerous. It is dangerous. And this is something that has happened for many years even when we look at and see some of the pro-life movements. And now it's no problem to have pro-lifers be Catholics and Christians and they come together. And as long as we're here about saving babies, guys, you could save a baby and send him right to hell in the Catholic church. That's what you can do. And it's heartbreaking. And people can become pro-life all the way to hell. People can become Republican all the way to hell. People can become conservative all the way to hell because they do not have a living relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and they are not blood-bought believers who are born again. And so what is going on when we are teaming up and saying, well, at least we're a part of the cause together? I don't want to be a part of the cause with Catholics on the streets because when I am on the streets, I want to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, and they are not there to preach the gospel. They're there praying rosaries and so forth. I'm sorry, I'm not teaming up, I'm not locking arms with those who have an affront against the true gospel of Jesus Christ and for for thousands of years have anathematized believers, believers who believe that we are saved by grace through faith alone. So I will not be locking arms with them. And it gets worse because I was looking at something recently and This is something that keeps rearing its ugly head because we did a video well over a year ago now regarding Jack Hibbs, Thomas Jefferson, and the Illuminati. That was the name of the episode. And in that episode, we show where Jack Hibbs goes to the Museum of the Bible, but then he also talks about the Jefferson Monument. And during that time, Jack Hibbs goes and talks about the Jefferson Monument and how awesome it is. And if you want really find hope and find God, you can go to the Jefferson Monument and see all the Bible verses there. You know, in school, we learned that Jefferson was a deist, that Jefferson was uh, not religious, that Jefferson uh, was more of a scientist. He was into science. He wasn't into God. All that stuff is a bunch of progressive lies. It's false and not true. In fact, if you want to get a dose of hope, and freedom, and God, go to the Jefferson Memorial for crying out loud. It's incredible what Jefferson has to say about God. And for that matter, when somebody says, well, he's a deist, a lot of our founding fathers get that label placed upon them by people who do not believe in God, and they don't want to believe in God. And so they say things like that regarding our founding fathers to try to discredit that this is a Christian nation in its founding. That sounds really good, right? There's a big problem, though. Uh, Thomas Jefferson wasn't a Christian, and it's not a liberal lie, as he claims in that video, a video that was played for his church as the Sunday sermon. 
And he says it was a lie that there was a bunch of deists and so forth who signed the Constitution and were the founders of this country when that's a historical fact. And Jefferson really did butcher Bibles to take out the miraculous events, including the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And people have been caught in lies, including professing Christians trying to make Jefferson out to be a Christian, even though, you know, he just slept with his slave women while he was married and so forth and owned slaves. And I mean, there's just so much we could go into and we have an entire episode. We'll put the link in the description below, absolutely proving not only by his letters, but by his own words that Jefferson was not a Christian and did not only butcher up Bibles, something that is anathematized by the, the word of God itself to do something like that. And 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 that whole thing is just ridiculous. I want you to see that we believe this is actually a pattern when it comes to Hibbs, who has seemingly gone the the political way with a lot of his thinking, sadly enough. I have been a fan in the past of Jack Hibbs, of some of his teaching early on when I used to listen to it driving and so forth. And right here, after we played the clip of him saying you find hope and you find God when going to Jefferson's memorial— This is what Joe had to say in light of that. And I want you to pay attention because I think this is a very, very important clip on where we should stand when it comes to politics. Well, there are a lot of lies about progressives who would like to eviscerate any memory of any kind of Christian influence in the nation. Uh, So there's an extreme that way. But there's, I'm sorry, but uh, he is definitely pushing a, a very dangerous extreme on the other way by saying that this was a Christian nation. We were founded by Oh, there are Christians among them, I believe, but they're also deists for sure. Uh, a lot of Masons, you know. I mean, the first president, Washington, uh, was involved in, you know, early on in his life, Masonry and, 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 and Masonic ritual with regard to, well, I'm not going to get into Washington because we'll focus on Mason. But, I mean, if you really want to look at our nation that's founding, look at uh, our founding documents like the Declaration of Independence, you know. And it's like, wow, look, it says, you know, we're, you know, created equal by God and so forth. Uh, well, yeah, we believe that we've been created by God and we believe that we are created with uh, equality as humans, that God's not partial. But uh, the God that Jefferson had in mind was not the biblical God. So just that, just, I mean, we can say, let's say Mormons founded, uh, founded this country and we said, well, it was founded by Christians. We would say, no, those were Mormons. Jefferson wasn't a Christian, and we're not going to say that he is the one founder, but since they point to him so much, I mean, Barton, you know, who has done a lot of work with uh, this man uh, over and over again, I mean, he wrote a book called Jefferson's Lies, and that book was just highly tuted. It's got over 600 Amazon reviews, and it was about how these lies that the progressives say about Jefferson not being a Christian, he's trying to expose his lies and say, look, he was definitely a Christian, and he's a Dominionist, by the way along with many others that run with these guys, that a lot of them promote the seven mountain mandate. They talk about there'll be a civil war in the church. They talk about uh, the Christian church will take over the earth in some way. Many of them say it in different ways. But uh, it's interesting when you look at uh, what was going on there, because when the book was published, it was widely heralded in the homeschooling communities and elsewhere. We homeschooled, you know, our lifetimes, my wife and I. And I was really heartbroken because I was like, that book, actually, the publishers, a Christian, well-known, one of the best well-known Christian publishers, had to pull it because they realized there was a lot of, there were lies about the so-called lies. And another publisher ended up picking it up later. So 
my biggest concern, and I believe your concern as well, Chad, is that you have Christians taking their eyes off of the Great Commission, reaching the lost with the gospel, uh, preaching this idea that we can transform this nation into a Christian nation by pushing Christian morality. Uh, and uh, they're getting their eyes on this whole political, they're politicizing the gospel. You've seen that a lot with, not only with Jack Hibbs, but others. They're politicizing the gospel where they get the focus off of winning souls to winning the political, in the political realm. And we're all for voting. We're all for uh, voting for candidates that uh, promote righteousness and so forth. But we're not into promoting a lie that states that we're going to take over the world for Christ in some way and that we're going to save the world. Christ is the savior of our souls, but he's also the one that comes back and the scriptures say the kingdoms of this world become the kingdom of Christ. Now, notice Joe did bring up Washington there. And Washington, he said, I don't want to talk about. And Washington was, in fact, a Mason. And it's interesting because Washington's history, his uh, religiosity and the views that he held uh, are quite ambiguous. But I want to read from them. But before we do, I want you to hear Jack Hibbs right here talking about George Washington and a prayer that he prayed at Valley Forge. And after praying that prayer at Valley Forge, how he converted someone, of course, not to Christianity, but apparently he converted someone to the cause of liberty. But this message that we are playing right here, this message is a message that he recorded and sent to his church for their Sunday meeting. And this is what he is saying. And you guys watch it yourself. Tell me if it doesn't sound like he's conflating or convoluting the idea of being converted and making it seem as though being converted to the cause of liberty seems awfully similar than being converted to the cause of Christ. This amazing painting is that of General George Washington at Valley Forge. Washington steals away from the ranks. He slips into a nearby wooded area. And he begins to pray, listen, he begins to pray on one knee, hands folded, horse standing, as it were, as a sentry over him. Washington bows his head. See, Jack, are you making it up? Listen carefully. All of what you see right here is an absolute fact. So how do you know? I only know because, watch this now, this painting that Freiburg gave us if you look to the left, in fact, if you always look to any kind of rendering of this painting, because it's been etched again in chalk, it's been etched again in uh, pencil, in some of those etchings, you will see a face in this cutout. Do you see that stick right here? See that opening? That piece of wood is like that for a reason, because there was a spy following Washington. He was in our ranks, he, but he was a British Tory. He was a Judas in the group. He saw Washington slip away. Who knows what he meant to do? Did he meant to kill Washington? We don't know. But Isaac Potts is his name. And he was spying on Washington. How do we know this? Because he was so moved by what he heard as Washington interceded for the troops at Valley Forge, Washington cries out for the God of heaven to intervene and to bring down a rescue because they were not going to survive. Listen to this. Your freedom as an American, 
I can argue, as a matter of fact, based upon the spy's witness, Isaac Potts writes down the prayer of Washington. It's recorded, and now you can read it in the history books. It is Isaac Potts, the spy, who means mischief for General Washington, who says he was on one knee, hands folded, praying, and the prayer was so powerful that Isaac Potts later became a patriot for the cause. He was converted to the concept of liberty because of Washington's intercession for his troops. Now, before we even get into the idea of the conversion of this man and what he was really converting to and who Washington was praying to, the reason why we bring this up is because Tulsi Gabbard did put out a podcast and her first podcast is I'm leaving the Democratic Party. And a lot of the things that she say, says in that video are things that we could all agree with. Say, like, okay, yeah, we see how the Democratic Party's gone off in these ways and so forth. But there are a number of things that really do bother me when looking at her conversion there is that she's converted a number of times, even in her political realm. Because originally, alongside her dad as well, she was adamant against homosexual marriage and unions and came out and gave fierce talking points against homosexual marriage in the past, only to later say that homosexual marriage should be celebrated. And that's more recent. So a lot of people think, oh, she's evolving here. This is great. Maybe she's going to eventually come to Christ. And we can also look that she is adamantly, and I mean adamantly, pro-death, pro-choice. In fact, I will read a tweet from you regarding some of the bans that went forward just a couple of years ago. The Alabama abortion bill is extremely dangerous. It completely takes away the freedom of women to choose whether or not to have an abortion. Even if a woman or a girl is a victim of rape or incest, this law must be rejected. Abortion, hashtag abortion, is a woman's right. So if you aren't conserving the life of babies, what are you conserving? Who cares if you convert out of the Democratic Party only to simply be a moderate libertarian of some degree that is totally fine with infanticide. And in fact, if you want to know a little bit about her religious beliefs, I will read it from her article. Now, this is an article from her website. It is no longer up. This is from the Wayback version of her own statement of faith, so to speak. And this is what it says, quote, When many people think of religion, they think about externals, what group, sect, or denomination you belong to what church, temple you attend, who your pastor, rabbi, or guru is, when and why did you convert? But to me, the essence of religion is not about these externals. Rather, it's about my personal relationship with God, others, and the planet. In short, my religion is my loving relationship with God and the motivation that springs from that relationship to try my best to use my life in the service of humanity and the planet. Perhaps, therefore, rather than saying I'm religious, it would be much more accurate to say that I am a very spiritual person, and yoga and meditation are the focus of my spiritual practices. Every day, I spend time alone to meditate, resting my heart and mind in God's unconditional love, which is manifest in God's countless holy names. This is my refuge from stress, worry, and fear, my source of strength, courage, and happiness. 
It is what drives, directs, and motivates me. It is my manna, the food which sustains me. The spirit of putting love into action, karma yoga, is also the essence of what is called aloha. Karma yoga, aloha, is central to the teachings of both the Bhagavad Gita and the New Testament. She also quotes a number of passages from the New Testament alongside the Bhagavad Gita in the article. But I want to go back a little bit, and this is why. Because that post of Jack Hibbs seemingly being really excited that she's left the Democratic Party, um, it also goes right in line with what I watched and witnessed in his attempt to share the gospel with Dennis Prager in a more recent event, not too far from this church, where I just have to be honest with you, I brought some other people. I didn't even know Jack Hibbs at first was going to be the speaker there. It was Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile. And I was embarrassed for him at not having answers for anything that Dennis Prager brought and not making a more clear case for the divinity of the Messiah. And it was a really heartbreaking thing to see that Dennis Prager, a lot of times, would have better answers on certain matters when we have the living Word of God that is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword that we're supposed to be able to take from. And I thought he did a terrible job, but maybe that's subjective. Nonetheless, it seems as though core issues, important topics, have been pushed to the side and that getting people to convert out of the Democratic Party or into some conservatism is right there as important as the gospel. In fact, when he brings up Washington and converting someone into liberty through a prayer, a prayer that he prayed, I want to read from you just one article regarding some of Washington's beliefs. Let's put aside that he was a Mason, just for a second. Let's put aside the fact that uh, he probably was has some occult leanings as well when it comes to how he would talk to his dead brother and so forth. But let's read directly from an article regarding his beliefs. As a bunch of historians got together and say, what does this man believe? Because it's all over the place. It says, to commemorate the end of a bloody revolutionary war, George Washington issued what might be considered the first executive order, setting aside the last Thursday of November as a day of thanksgiving and prayer. His 1789 Thanksgiving proclamation was short, a mere 456 words, punctuated by references to, quote, Almighty God, the Lord and ruler of nations, the great and glorious being, the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be, to a supreme being. The proclamation made no mention of Jesus Christ. In lieu of recognizable markers of Christian piety, Jesus, Son of God, the cross, the blood of salvation, the Trinity, eternal life, the resurrection, one finds airy and nondescript abstractions like the great and glorious being or the Lord and ruler of nations. It's really hard to look at and step aside from the fact that he was a Mason, especially because all of these terms could be used uh, by those in the Masonic Lodge. Nonetheless, that seems to be uh, very part and parcel with what he is about. A week before the 1789 proclamation, Washington responded to a letter from Reverend Samuel Langdon, the president of Harvard College from 1774 to 1780. Langdon had implored Washington to, quote, let all men know that you are not ashamed to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, instead of affirming Christian tenets, Washington wrote back offering thanks to the generic, quote, author of the universe. According to historian John Fay, himself an evangelical Christian, 
Washington's Christianity took a backseat to his republicanism, believing that personal interests and commitments of faith should be, as Faye put it, secondary to the greater good of the nation. Sadly enough, in the times that we live in, a number of Christian pastors have taken something very, a line very similar, and not recognizing that we need to differentiate that from what is Republican to that which is Christian. And in doing so, we will keep the gospel from the corrupt hands and filthy lucre of those who are tempting to use it in order to push political gain. What we need to do is make sure that our allegiance is with the one true God, the Lord Jesus Christ, and that we make it constantly clear who it is we serve, who it is who is master, and who it is who is Lord of our life. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. This has been Chad Davidson, and this is the 511 News. The 511 News with Chad Davidson has been brought to you by Good Fight Ministries, bringing you news and commentary from a Christian perspective. This show can be heard every Friday wherever podcast shows are available or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.